Hello everyone, this is Mark Linger here from Y-Delta and today we're going to talk about what you need to know before you make a mobile app. So, you decided you wanted to be available to your customers or users on their mobile phones. This is obviously a great decision, a great step forward hopefully for your business, but it's easier said than done. And here are five things that you need to keep in mind before you jump into a project like this. Number one, you need to do your own research. If you don't know what you're getting yourself into, things are going to get bad for you. You don't want to be one of those people who just mindlessly talk about they want a mobile app without knowing what it takes, without knowing what kind of app you want without knowing all the different details that you need to sort out before you jump into a project like this. And keep in mind, there are more than 8,000 apps being launched every day. So you need to make it very clear to yourself and your users, what is it that you are bringing to the table that nobody else can. Now within this research, you need to make it super clear to yourself whether you're solving a real pain in the markets. Before you start being a mobile app or dreaming that this is going to take off, you need to be very, very, very crisp how you make your target audience lives better, easier, cheaper to live, whatever is important for you and your mobile app. This needs to be crystal clear to yourself. Because let me tell you, if you're not crisp on this before you start building a mobile app, whether you're doing it yourself or you get others to do it, you're just dreaming, my friends. If you are thinking that this is going to magically take off, people are going to find it left and right and center on the app and Play Store, this is not happening. Something that people underestimate a lot is that there's not a Google for the app or Play Store. You don't have backlinks or deep links uh, that makes it easy to index mobile apps which you have on the contrary for websites. So it's quite difficult to find the the mobile app that you are looking for just uh, look at your own apps i mean you're using the same 10 20 30 maybe 40 apps every single day you use very very few apps you don't gonna you're not gonna have 200 300 400 so if you're not crisp on your target audience your value proposition and what pain you're solving in the market you're gonna get yourself a wake-up call one day or another number two iOS, Android, or both. So this could have been part of the research question in number one, but I choose to keep it separate because a lot of people make the mistake that when you build a mobile app, you're just building for all platforms. Let me tell you, my friend, there are many platforms that I'm not gonna mention here. Windows has their own platform. There are many different mobile operating systems, but I'm gonna focus on the two major ones that have uh, cut through the clutter, iOS and Android. By far, most phones out there are iOS or Android. And when you're choosing between these, there are basically three different ways of building a mobile app. You can either build it natively, you can build it as a web app that you open in the browser, or a hybrid framework which tries to bridge both uh, the best of both worlds from web apps and native apps. Let me get into that a little bit. Native apps are basically building on top of the operating system, iOS or Android, in the language that these operating systems are running on. This typically has many benefits in terms of speed and performance, 
uh, tapping into native features, of course, because you are building on a native operating system. So that is great. The problem is you need to build a separate application, a separate mobile app for each and every platform. So for iOS, you build in one language, your app. For Android, you build in another language, programming language, uh, the mobile app, even though they are identical, even though they are exactly the same, you need to build and maintain, which is another point, uh, build and maintain two different apps. This is quite resource intensive. It takes more time. So you need to be cautious before you choose that. The other extreme is web apps. So basically building a mobile responsive website that people can open up on their phone via the browser, yet it responds to the screen of your mobile phone. So it doesn't look like a 90s old kind of website. It actually responds and looks almost like a mobile app, but running within the browser. And now the best of both worlds is trying to be bridge within these hybrid frameworks. So there are many different hybrid frameworks out there. Google, who's running Android, has Ionic, which is a mobile frame, hybrid framework to build mobile apps. Uh, Facebook has React Native, uh, who's trying to do the same. So the big tech companies are really pushing this technology, which means that it could have a big future. But basically what you do is you take web components, so code that you can reuse, whether it's on running on iOS, Android, or whatever, so you code in different web languages, JavaScript or what have you, and then you wrap it into a native app. So you are still downloading the app on the App Store or Play Store, yet it's still running on uh, web programming code. Number three, time and resources. Now in a perfect world, you would know everything and have full information to make a rational decision, as economists like to say. Let me tell you, this is not the case when you build a mobile app or any software project for that matter. Uh, but you, what you can do is you can obviously break it down into different steps or different releases even, some people do, if it's a big mobile project. And the classic steps that you go through when you build a mobile app or any software product in general is first you scope out the required functionalities. So basically getting an overview of the features that you need for your mobile app. Second is wireframing, so a quick and dirty prototype where you can typically click around and get a feel of the flow that users go through on your mobile app. But it's a quick and dirty job. It doesn't really inspire. It's not beautiful and all that, which is why the next step after wireframing is designing, so making the wireframe or the prototype come to life. So it's beautiful and everybody looks at it and they're super inspired. Designs are obviously also what most people do when they are pitching their mobile app, if they're raising money, for example. So with a wireframe and with the designs, <coughs> sorry, then the developers are ready and they have a clear overview of what it is that you're trying to build with your mobile app. So development starts after development, they go into testing and please, please do yourself the favor of not forgetting to test. I see people doing that over and over and it's not a good outcome when you realize, oh, shoot, we forgot to test for this. So testing is definitely a very, very, very important thing. 
And after you've done that, after your mobile app has passed all the tests that it needs, then you can publish. So once you've broken down the different steps that you need to do in order to launch your mobile app, then you also have an overview of what it will take to launch your app. Now, how much time will it take for the different steps to be completed? How much will it cost? Time and cost is kind of the same thing. It's just a matter of what rate that your developers are charging, or what wage you're paying your developers if you hired them internally. So make sure that you have an overview of that time and resources before you start the project. You don't want to be left halfway and stuck in the middle. So you put in some money in the app, but you can't really launch it because you can't go all the way. Number four, maintenance and security. I see a lot of people who make the mistake that they're just focused so much on just launching the app and getting it out there without really considering what's gonna happen after you launch the app. Typically, there's a lot of work that comes after. That's actually really where the work starts. And if you're not maintaining your app or if you're not watching over the security of the app, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So make sure you've talked to somebody if you don't have the resources internally. You talk to somebody about the maintenance and security that is needed in order for your app to run smoothly after it's launched. Number five, business model. So number one, we talked about how you need to be super crisp on your value proposition, your target audience and all that. And number five, it's time to make bank on this. So there are many different ways that you can make money on launching a mobile app. It really comes down to the kind of company that you are and what you need to try to do to get out to your users with your app. But just to list a few ways that other people are making money on their mobile app to get you an overview. So first of all, there's a freemium app. These apps are free to download, but there are certain features or content that you need to pay for in order to unlock and get access to. Then there are paid apps, so basically apps you need to pay for in order to download. And this is where Apple and Google is going to take a cut out of the purchase that people make in order to download your app. But this is certainly a legit and good way for some to, uh, to make money on their app. Then there are in-app purchases. You might know this from gaming apps. So basically you download the app for free and then you can purchase, for example, different digital goods or products inside the app, inside the game, in order to, uh, to reach the next level inside the app. Then there are obviously subscriptions, which you're probably familiar with if you're listening to this podcast, Spotify and all these different subscription services out there who uh, are free to download, but then in order to use the app uh, on your mobile phone or whatever it might be, you need to subscribe. And then, of course, finally, there are all these different kinds of sponsorships, uh, in-app ads, so placing different advertising, advertising on your, inside your app. This is certainly also a way to do it, just like you can put ads on your website if you have a website. Um, so there are different ways that you can make money on your app. Which one is the right for you really depends on what kind of company you are, what is it that you're trying to obtain with the app for your users. So make sure that you do your own research, make sure you sit down and really think hard about how this is going to create a return for you and your users. And after you've identified that, it's just off for the races.
Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you like this, don't hesitate to subscribe. And if you have a mobile project or a website that you need to build, feel free to reach out to Y-Delta. We are a team of developers, designers, builders in general who are building mobile apps and websites every single day. See you for the next one.